the Bitterfly Podcast. Knowledge is food, bitches. Eat up. Hello, my dear Bitterfly babies. You guys, I can't fucking believe it has been an entire year of me... (laughs) just getting on here and talking about whatever the hell I find interesting. Just wow. Like I wanted to start a podcast for so many years and I just never thought I was good enough. I never thought it was interesting enough. I always told myself, you need to learn more. You need to meet more people. You know, you're not ready And then COVID happened, thanks COVID, uh, for kicking my ass, giving me mad anxiety, forcing me to quit weed, and then I recovered like four hours of my fucking day that I used to spend just like getting high and sitting. I was like, what should I do with this time that I just got back? And all this money I'm saving, oh, I know, I'll buy a bunch of audio recording equipment and figure out how the fuck to finally start the rest of my life. So, thus Bitterfly was born. Thank you for listening. Um, Whoever you are, I I fucking love you guys. The feedback I've gotten in the past year has just, like, sent me to the moon. I haven't even told you yet about my fucked up family. Like, I haven't done an episode about mushrooms yet. Like, there's so much more to do. This episode is just kind of like a pause and reflect and like hug yourself for me. I can't believe we made it this far. Like, I, what a milestone. Oh my God, what a milestone. How much this thing has grown from it just being a concept in my head to a full-blown real thing. It's kind of, kind of incredible. So thank you. It's always funny when you're starting a new project, like, I think it was July 14th, 2020. I hit up my friend Karen, the sugar baby, and I said, hey, I don't have a podcast yet, but let's pretend that I do. And you know, plan an episode, sit down, record it. And at that point, Bitterfly didn't even really exist. Like I didn't have an album cover yet. I didn't know where I was going to host all the episodes. I didn't have a website. I just had this hope that, you know, one or two people would enjoy finding out what the fuck a sugar baby does and maybe gain a new perspective on it. And that turned into so much more. It was just like the most beautiful snowball effect I could have imagined. And it's like I look back at the 28 full episodes that I've done thus far. And it's not like I sat down with like a 365 day calendar and was like, this is what we're going to talk about. It was like literally every week new, new things were coming to me and new things were popping up in my life of people like wanting to share their stories. Truly fucking beautiful. To be honest, I think the best part about having a podcast is just talking to people about their lives, which is something I've always enjoyed doing anyways and asking strange questions and, 
you as one single person in the world have a finite amount of experiences like there's no possible way that you could do every single fucking thing that has ever happened to a human being and so being able to talk to other people and get their perspective and wisdom or learn from their experiences is so fucking valuable and just really heartwarming originally I wanted to create a platform to share like the beauty of my friends' minds with the world. You know, I'd participated in all these conversations. You know, those super wild and novelty conversations that you have late at night when you're stoned or you're high on acid or you're just kind of running around. The drunkness is wearing off and you feel like a child again. I wanted to like record so many of those moments but at the time, I didn't feel good enough. So now I'm kind of coming back around to that. And I'm, you know, we don't need to get high on us to have a conversation, though that would be interesting. But it's been so cool. Like, ultimately, I just want Bitterfly to be a place where you can, like, come and spend, like, an hour away from everything that was going on in the world, all the stress, the futile moments where you felt like nothing was going to be okay. I wanted to create a safe escape where, you know, you could learn about something random maybe you've always wondered about, like pregnancy or the benefits of yoga and meditation, you know, how to live longer and the uncomfortable subjects too, like opening people up to things in their lives that they've always known about but couldn't fully articulate. That's been really special. That's brought me so much joy. I've been able to meet so many interesting people in the last year because of Bitterfly. I got to document like my sister having a baby. I got to talk with friends. I got to connect with people that I might have never connected with if not for this platform. To celebrate one year of Bitterfly, I want to spill some tea about the episodes. So if you've been following along, hopefully you'll know what the fuck I'm talking about. So let's take a trip down memory lane. Obviously, you guys all know Seeking Arrangement episode was the pilot. And that was super fucking interesting. Um, Karen blew my mind um if anybody's wondering how karen is doing she is fabulous and currently on a pause from sugaring what else do we do you're gonna be hearing from ryan from the episode waking up remember the guy who worked in the corporate life in Seattle and then decided to change everything and move to Hawaii to become a yoga instructor. He lives on a commune now and doing really fucking well. He is loving his life and we're going to hear from him actually on the episode coming up after this one. Then what happened? Oh, we did an episode called Trust. Trust was really fucking hard, you guys, because I know that person and I was deeply upset by the conversation 
Let's see what else. Oh, episode five was hilarious because though it was super educational, like when you listen to it, you need to understand that John and I met on Tinder (laughs) back in like 2018 and we hooked up for a while and then he kind of ended things with me abruptly. I was actually very sad about it. We were like, I was trying to plan a camping trip and he told me I was being too much. And that this girl he'd always had a crush on was moving back from New Zealand and he wanted to like flesh that out. And so he ended things with me, but I remember him crying, not me. It was weird. Anyways, I'm super glad that we like picked our situation back up again and now we can be friends (laughs) and he's doing super well. Love him. Um, Seattle love episode number six. I don't know if you guys know how fucking cool or monumental that episode was for me. I love marrying millions. It is delicious reality TV, in my opinion. And there's a couple on there, Reese and Noni from Seattle. And I loved them. Like, even if they weren't from Seattle, like, that was my favorite couple on the show. And I had just started Bitterfly. I'd only done five episodes. And I just started getting really confident out there. I was just messaging people left and right saying, hey, you know, do you want to come on my podcast? It's a boutique little thingy in Seattle. And I hit up Reese Record and I was like, you're super cool. I'm also from Seattle. Do you want to come on this thing called Bitterfly and Talk? And he was like, hell yeah. Let me give you the email of my agent. Just let her know what we're doing. And I was like, cool. And then it came time to do the episode, and he was like, yeah, Noni's going to come on too. And I was like, no fucking way. That's so cool. So we get on. We have an amazing conversation. And Noni and I are friends now. I help her with her social media management. Like, what? that's so fucking cool. She's one of the coolest people I've ever met. I just think it's so hilarious how we met. Reese is cool too, but Noni is the shit. Anyways, moving on. Remember when I got pepper sprayed and I talked about it on episode eight? Yeah, that was um, that was a time. I've tried to make jokes about it because it is slightly funny. But um, as a refresher, my friend and my dog and I, Melissa from episode nine, we were on the way to Goodwill to be wholesome and donate clothing and got drive-by fucking pepper sprayed, assaulted. I don't know if you guys know this, but I spent probably three months after that going door to door asking people if I could see any footage they might have gotten on their ring alarms. I was like calling the police. I was calling my friend who's a lawyer to ask what I could do for my situation. And besides that, I was just going on walks around my neighborhood religiously looking for the 2018 or 2019 white GMC Acadia that we caught briefly on security footage, but unfortunately couldn't get the license plate. And I'm still on the hunt. I will not fucking sleep. No, I'm just kidding. I've been sleeping, but I'm still looking for this thing because what happened to me, what happened to my dog was really shitty. Who fucking pepper sprays a dog? Ugh. I, yeah, I still don't feel comfortable rolling down my windows at a stoplight anymore. And that's really fucked up. It's really fucked up that they took that from me. They took my innocence. Anyways, I'm in therapy about it, so I think I'll be okay, but um, I appreciate the concern. Let's see. Ooh, 
podcaster's choice vibe in. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. With my soul sister, Melissa Thompson. You guys, that's one of my favorite fucking episodes. Like, it is just, it's so funny. And, like, maybe it's because she's, like, one of my best friends and I think it's funny. But, like, mm, I've heard from other people that don't know us that they also think it's funny. Female masturbation? Are you kidding me? I shared way too much about myself. I told you what kind of porn I watch. I told you where I've masturbated. Like, you guys, you really got to know the deep side of me in that episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Moving on. Episode 10. Y'all loved learning about codependency. I did too. It was a really good episode. It was a little bit serious, you know, having like immediately departed from female masturbation into talking about like healthy relationships. But I think we all got a lot out of it. Um, it, (laughs) Tea time. That was with my boyfriend at the time. Um, and that was like kind of a new relationship. And he wasn't even really sure that he wanted to do it because he didn't want to talk about like his own personal experiences too much. But um ironically, this guy ended up being a bit too codependent um <clears throat> for the situation. And, um, that is the person that I talk about in episode 17, who so abruptly broke up with me. So there you go. There you go. Now, you know, um, he has since deleted me on literally every social media (laughs) and I have a lot of them. You guys, I have two TikToks. I have three Instagram accounts Bitterfly, my personal, and my dogs, because duh, every dog needs an Instagram. And I have two Twitters for my personal and for Bitterfly. And this guy blocks me on all of them. That is a lot of manual labor for someone that you hate. And I just think it's kind of funny. So, um, oops, there we go. (laughs) Skipping all the way forward, number 19 was so fucking cool because, like, I just love the shit out of that guy. Like, Reed Burvick is so hilarious. I had been watching him on TikTok for a while, and then I found him on Twitter. I just DM'd the guy. I was like, do you want to come on my podcast? And he was like, sure. And then, like, what do you fucking know? We find out that he's been fired from Lululemon and that he's actually a mental health coach and just a brilliant dude. Also very hot. I I did feel, maybe it was one-sided, but I did feel there was some sexual tension in that episode. It might have just been me. I don't know. But um, it was exhilarating. So that was a fun one. (laughs) Moving on. Episode 21 with Tuche Balik. I met that woman on Instagram, you guys. She lives in Turkey. She is the absolute tits. One of the nicest people I have ever met in my life. And I learned so fucking much from our conversation about attachment and sexual intimacy and healthy relationships. And she, I can say this, she will be coming back on soon and we will be talking a lot dirtier about sexual kinks because that is something that she knows a lot about and I'm just super excited for that. So there's a teaser. Let's see. Episode 22, Beyond the Bucket List. Gina was, fun fact, in my sorority in college. And I don't think 
we ever talked even once. I'm not joking. I mean, I was only in it for two years, but like we knew who each other was, but we did not ever even interact like even once at a party, I don't think. Like in a private conversation, she said she was so busy being drunk. And I was like, yeah, I was so busy like being stoned. Like I don't even know what was going on. So that was really fun. I hit her up on Instagram because I was like, I love what you're doing with the van life. Like, would you want to talk about it? And she was like, hell yeah. And it was like the fastest fucking friendship. That bitch is great. I love her. Episode 23. Oh my God, you guys. That might be one of the best things I've ever done. It's a documentary podcast. Okay. Like, I don't even know if those are a thing. Like, I might have been the first person to ever like say this or that I don't know it's 2021 maybe I'm not but anyways it includes my own which I'm sure you can recognize my voice when you hear it my own virginity story as well as 13 other people's virginity stories that I kind of like mod podge together to tell like one big story while simultaneously telling 14 individual stories and it is just chef's kiss it is so beautiful I've listened to it so many times. Like, it's not like narcissist. Mm, I don't know. Anyways, it's amazing. I love it. One person you'll hear in there that you might not have known you heard in there is Noni Cream. And another person in that episode describes losing their virginity to me. <laughs> it's so meta. Don't know if you'll be able to figure out which one, but um, there's an Easter egg for you. Hope you enjoy that. (sighs) Let's see. I mean, this isn't really tea, but I just got to say, Reggie C from episode 11 and also 24, Abyss of Adulthood. I fucking love that guy. Like, I'll just never forget meeting him in like, I don't know, middle school. And he's just always been funny. I swear to God, every conversation we've ever had, he's like made me laugh. And um. I just really hope his comedy career takes off. Like, he's so funny and the world needs to know. Um, Let's see. Episode 25. You guys, no fucking joke. I literally just met that man, Randall, on TikTok. And we have hit it off. And, like, we're getting brunch soon. And, like, I love that man. He is a hairstylist in the Seattle area. If anybody is interested, like, find him. As far as the rest of the episodes go... The COVID cuff story, I can't say too much about it, but what I will say is if any of you went on my page and searched the name Oscar, you are not going to find the Oscar from COVID cuff because that is a fake name. So I'm sorry. Oscar and Renee, the real people, those aren't their names. And I think that kind of concludes the tea. Um... That was kind of fun. I think I think I liked that. I don't know how much like beef I'm going to get about that because I think the person I burned the worst won't even hear it. So <laughs> oops. Oops, I did it again. I'm excited to see what's to come. I never thought about all the things involved in having a podcast. Oh my gosh. You If you are a podcast host, fucking shout out to you. Like, I did not realize when you're a one-woman show that you are an audio engineer, you're a social media strategist and marketing director, 
Okay, at this point, I'm just reading you my LinkedIn job description as a content creator and a podcast host. (laughs) Uh, You need to manage sourcing and collaborating with relevant talent. Like every single episode that I do with another person, it's kind of planned out. We'll, We'll talk about it. We'll write a little bit of a script. I don't, I usually like to leave it mostly candid, but I never wanted you as a listener to feel like I was wasting your time. I know sometimes like when you're listening to say Joe Rogan or something, it can feel like you're a fly on the wall listening to like a bunch of dudes just like laugh and burp and like talk about nothing. I never wanted to waste anyone's time. So I'd always tell my guests, let's have a plan you know, topic-wise, like, where it's starting and where it's going. But let's leave room for, like, spontaneity as well. And that's always been super wonderful to, like, see what people come up with on the fly, you know? So, yeah, the goal was to have it be somewhere between, like, a Q&A and a fun, meandering conversation. I didn't want it to be too rigid, but I also didn't want it to be too loose. So that's what the goal was and I feel like we've been able to achieve that in pretty much every episode it's been like super wonderful to see how the minds of like my guests work and you know we have the conversation and then they're done but I go back and I listen to it like I edit through it that requires listening to each part of it multiple times and then I listen to it again when it's done for like quality auditing and then I'll listen to it again once it's published as a listener and it's like every time I just fall more and more in love with my guests. So as Bitterfly progresses, I am so stoked and like hopeful to see where this thing goes and the more people that hear about it, hopefully the more people want to reach out and tell their unorthodox story, you know? The purpose of Bitterfly Originally, I was like, let's talk about dirty sex shit. But then I thought, that's a really finite topic. Like, I mean, Call Her Daddy does it well, but I always wonder, like, when they're going to run out of things to say about sex and dating. So I wanted Bitterfly to be, you know, sex, dating, relationships, but also taboos. Also, like, interesting concepts and interesting personalities and lifestyles that, like, you might never live but it's enriching to your life to hear about, you know, or maybe like through listening to one of my guest lives, you discover like something that you also want to do, you know, just encouraging and tickling the curiosity that we all have naturally within us that sometimes the nine to five grind of fucking capitalism can kind of stamp out of you. Like I want to like reinvigorate that, like set that back on fire. Like let's make the world a better place. I think about this a lot. How do we leave behind something useful and special? And and how do you make the world a better place than you found it? I think about legacy a lot, you know, like the movie Coco, you know, you're you still exist until people no longer remember your name. The Pixar movie, super cute. Anyways, um, I feel like legacy is like long after people have forgotten your your name, your face, the essence of who you are, what's left over is the ideas that you shared with them. And, and that is like one of the single most impactful ways to help people. 
give them a new perspective, give them a helpful philosophy, empower them to be excited about life. Like there's so there's so much hope out there that we've been exploring over the past year and that we will continue to explore together. There have been a few times over this past year where I think I've been really hard on myself. I felt like an imposter. Like, who who gave me the right <laughs> to make a fucking public podcast? Like, to be honest, no one. Um, anyone could do it. I kind of think that's a funny, uh, funny joke about millennials is everybody has a podcast. As they fucking should. Share your ideas. There's someone out there that wants to hear it. It's beautiful that everybody has a podcast. You can do anything that you want to do. And um, I'm not particularly talented at this. I think that that's what makes it kind of fun. I don't really know what rules to exactly play by. I'm just out here trying to have a good time. And that's been hard at times, you know? Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, why am I... Is this even matter? Like, do people even care? And I don't think that that's the question I need to be asking myself. I don't think that's the question you should be asking yourself. I think the better question is, do you like what you're doing? Does it bring you joy? Do you find yourself in a flow state as you're doing whatever it is? Imposter syndrome is... So natural, you know, because if you really like what you're doing, you're going to question, like, should I be doing this? Am I good at this? And I think if you're asking that question, then the answer is absolutely yes. Absolutely yes. You should be doing what you're doing that brings you joy. And the rest will follow. The rest will fucking follow. I don't know if this is inspiring. Maybe I'm just going on a rant. I don't know. It's super weird when you're just like, talking to yourself in an empty room with the intention of people listening to it later. Um, it's kind of awkward. It's kind of funny. But I guess this is what music artists do when they're recording songs. You know, they're like by themselves, just like vibing. And um, I think when you're vibing and you're enjoying what you're doing, that really shows through. And it's like joy is contagious. Joy is easily spread and radiates through the hearts and minds of people. It defies language and borders. We're all capable of making the world a better place. We're all capable of loving each other, having compassion for each other. I think one of the freest things that you can do for yourself is recognize that nobody has chosen their own life circumstances. Nobody chooses their fucking name. We're all just kind of dropped into different scenarios in this life. And I don't know. Do you ever just like look down at yourself, like at your arm or your legs and think like, I'm just a soul like occupying this physical vessel I am just bumming a skin suit for this lifetime and I can't take it with me 
and I have to like feed it and give it sunshine and like take it out on walks like that's so funny but also super weird like I'm just like a pile of bones arranged in a certain way like it's kind of crazy it's almost freeing I think because you can derive whatever meaning you you need to from life to love your neighbor and be a good person set boundaries for yourself participate and help in your community when you can be more ethical than the society you grew up in examine your white fragility examine your internalized misogyny Ask yourself those hard questions like, why do I think this way about this? Is that an actual belief that I have within myself or is this a remnant of social conditioning? And just like getting in the habit of that kind of mindfulness is so powerful. In a lot of ways, I feel like the revolution is here, but it's not, it's not physical. There isn't a war going on it's an internal revolution within ourselves we're we're breaking these agreements that have caused us to suffer that we have about the world that were imposed by the patriarchy or racism or classism or ableism kind of parallel to the evolution of Bitterfly, I feel like in the last year I've witnessed so much good in the hearts and minds of people that I know. So much waking up to the things that are wrong, to the things we have the power to change. As you continue to progress, as I progress, as Bitterfly progresses, I want to challenge you just to keep evolving. Like literally, that's just the goal. Just keep on growing. Healing your inner child is a lifelong journey, but you deserve it because you're worth it. So props to you for putting in the work. This last year was absolutely psychotic, chaotic, over the top. What a dumpster fire of a year. But you fucking did it. And you're still doing it. I don't know a single person who hasn't changed in a positive way because of it, who isn't more aware of themselves. And it's just so beautiful. So hug yourself for me. Stay curious. There is so much good existing in the world right now. So I love you, dear friends. Thank you so much for supporting me and Bitterfly and continuing to grow yourself and your thoughts and your feelings and your opinions it's gonna positively impact who we are as people and how we go about the rest of our lives it is not just hot girl summer it is hot girl lifetime and insert in girl girls gays face lifetime forever 2022 is in five months people we are leaving behind toxicity. We are leaving behind drama. We are picking ourselves up. We are going out. We are moving forward. We are healing ourselves. We are taking the pronoia and running with it. The universe is out to help you, not hurt you. Who knows where it's going, but I know it's going to be good.
keep growing, keep thriving. You are love. I know who you are in love. I know who you are in life. And we'll be back next week with more Butterfly.